Hello, my name is Gar Montalbano. This is a show called Shooting the Shindig. I'm here with my friend Eric. Hi, hi there. There's there, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> All right, so, welcome back to Shooting the Shindig with Eric and Gar. Okay, so we have conversations, Eric and I, about a lot of different things. And we always start our conversations with Shia LaBeouf. So today, I'm going to tell you what the latest Shia LaBeouf, or Eric is going to tell you what the latest news on Shia LaBeouf. We love our Shia LaBeouf because he showed his weenie in a movie. His bonerized weenie. Yep, and we we watched that together. Gar, Gar was like, "Oh man, did you know that Shia LaBeouf's weenie was on this movie?" And I was like, "Well, that doesn't surprise me. That sounds very in character for him." And what was it? What's so that if called? You want to see his boneized weenie? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is that? It's called uh, uh, not slut. It's called. Uh, Nymphomaniac! Nymphomaniac, that's right, part of course. Part one and part two with Shia LaBeouf's wiener! <laughs> yeah. yeah, good old Shia LaBeouf. What, uh, what is that guy? Well, he's still making movies, looks like. I'm looking this up. Okay, what's, his la- what's the latest LaBeouf news? Uh, that's what I'm trying to find out. Let me see. Let me see if I can... Now, he was in the Indiana Jones... He was. He was in the Crystal Skull movie, which yes. sucked. And then he was in Transformers. He was in Transformers, yeah. He was in, um, before that, he was in that movie Holes. He didn't show his weenie in any of those. He didn't, you know, but you know he really wanted to. He, he, was, he, was, he was chafing at, at, at the studio system for not letting him show his, his, his Winkler, his Harry Winkler. We're going to have to start using that, the Harry Winkler. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pun. It's something, anyway. But it's... All right. Well, this doesn't look like there's any new Shia LaBeouf news. Okay, so film... this this brings me to the whole thing is, why do men think women like seeing pictures of their wiener? <laughs> because women that I've known don't like that. I think very few women like that. And maybe if they care about the size of the person's member, that only comes into play at the magic moment. Other than that, they don't want to see his wiener. Yeah, well, I think the guys who are sending out their their, their dick pics are, are thinking that magic moment is, is, they're on the precipice of it at any time. They're like, oh, I'm going to send there this pic, and she's going to be so enamored of my schlong that well, she's going to yes, just right. drop her panties and come right over. That's right. That's, so, like, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Men, men, women don't think that. Don't send pictures of your wieners to them. They don't care. Yeah, this is something that I've thought a lot about as well. On the one hand, like, I get why guys think that, because, like, men operate in a certain way, but women's sexuality is different. But also, it's like, okay, guys thinking, like, oh, man, I want to see pictures of butts and boobs, and so I'm going to center my dick. But it's like, okay, most guys, though, I don't know about everybody, but for me, at least, I don't want to just get a picture of, like, a vulva, you know? Like, that's weird. And so I think it's more like that. Yes. Yeah, because like vaginas and penises both look like weird alien things. Well, they do, but men work on the the visual thing, you know. Ooh, look at that, you know. Yeah, 
I think those guys just really like looking at their own penises, and so they're like, oh, man, I'm so proud of it. They're very proud of it. They get a boner, and then they beep, 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 and, and They just want to be told they're a good boy. Yes, you're a good boy. You got a big boner. But they don't, I don't know. Nobody cares but the the owner of the boner. Those guys should be gay. They could find a nice, sweet gay man who, who so, would be happy to see well, their Well, so penis. now then I asked my gay neighbor, I, I asked whether he liked dick pics, and he said that he did. So I'm thinking that it's just a male thing that is doesn't have any components anywhere else. I agree, I agree. Uh, you know, I mean, it's an outgrowth of male sexuality. But if you're interested in women, then that's not gonna, it's not gonna play great ball for you. No, it, yeah, I'm big with the chicks. I send them my dick pic, and it's one. And they immediately another. block me. Yes. <laughs> they, they tell me to stop calling them at three in the morning, <laughs> asking how what I thought about that recent dick pic. Oh, you're my dreamboat. <laughs> oh, Jan, he sent me a dick pic. I think he really loves me. Uh, take a look at it. It's it's all weird. How romantic. It bends to the right, and it's all veiny and slightly purplish. What a dreamboat. <laughs> yes. It's the man after your own heart. That's a keeper. To tell you about, oh, I met this guy. I knew he was the one when he sent me his dick pic. Yeah, what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever have uh, friends who would uh, who would engage in that sort of thing? I guess that was sort of before your time, but... Did people send dick pics in the pre-cell phone era, really? Did, like, take well, when you get Polaroids? pictures developed, you're going to have a developer look at them, so you're more uh, reluctant. That's uh, why... Hopefully po- you're more, more reluctant. Polaroid pictures were really big. Right. Yeah, did people take Polaroids of their Eliminate the and- middleman. It's only natural because... Technology always finds its place in sex, or sex always finds its place in technology. The internet is full of porn and cat pics, I always say. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the invention of photography. That was what everybody took pictures of, is naked ladies and dick pics. (laughs) The male gaze. Not to be confused with the male gaze. G-A-Z-E versus G-A-Y-S. Absolutely. G-A-Z-E. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z Jay-Z, that's what he's talking about Ladies and gentlemen Now, he married the Beyonce He did, he did He's significantly older than her You know, it's funny because Beyonce is a beautiful woman And Jay-Z is a weird looking man He is, but he's very smart Oh, he's very smart, but he's a good rapper And I think that's kind of the essence of You look at the dick pic, which is very dumb And you look at the man who's very smart it's true, it's true. He did not get Beyonce by sending her a dick pic. He got her by... No! You know... There were no dick pics involved! Doing the blueprint. Yes! <laughs> Look at my wiener. What rapper is probably the likeliest to... Or what artist is probably the biggest, like, a dick pic sort of... <laughs> a dick pic guy. Could be someone who's not terribly confident and not terribly, like, tapped into what people like. Who makes that kind of music? Well, maybe, or maybe they're just, uh, they don't know any better in that realm. Right. Like they're fine in everything else. Could be, yeah. I know people like that. Savants and Summergard and uh, Absolute Dipshits and others. Those are the ones whose money flies out of their pocket for for the promise of something sexy. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what the porn industry is based on, those kind of guys with more... Exactly. More dollars and cents. Right. And God bless them, because they've given us a lot of good porn over the days. Well, where would porn be without that? Exactly. And that's the number one internet activity. Absolutely. As it should be, because it's so deeply instinctual. In Reproduction. Fact, why are... The, well, maybe the people listening to us now are also watching porn. While they're listening to us. That's what they like doing. I think we should encourage that. Our, our primary audience is people who are... In fact, from now on, okay, turn on your favorite porn and turn on your favorite podcast. Light up the bong, have a drink, and uh, jack it off while you're listening to Gar and Eric shoot, <laughs> shoot the shindig. Bing to the bing. Classic. Yes. Stay tuned for more Shia LaBeouf news. Everybody. Not today, maybe, but in the future. <laughs> we'll be keeping tabs on old, old Shy. Let's see what the fuck he's up to. I wonder if they call him Shy for short. That's what they call his wiener. It's the Shy LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it had to be hyped up to, 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 to perform in, the, in, in Nymphomaniac. They, they had to coax it out. <laughs> well, it's okay, Sh- you know they had, they had to get three fluffers in there. Yes, yeah. Did they hire fluffers for that movie? Shia LaBeouf probably hired fluffers if they didn't. He was like, no, 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 I need to. It, uh, yeah, it was part of his crew. Yeah, and then he put a paper bag on the on the on the dick that said, "I'm not famous anymore." Afterwards, <laughs> all his condoms say, "I'm not famous anymore." <laughs> we need to find out what. We ought to look on the internet right now and find out if there's any of that. Comments uh, on Nymphomaniac. Oh, yeah. There's got to be, right? Probably, yeah. It, they took it off the TV. It was, it was on Netflix Netflix, for a bit. yes. Yeah. It's not on there anymore? No. Oh, yeah. We we, we watched it, but just the... Uh, I mean, I only watched the, the scenes with Shia LaBeouf's Ding Dong. It is. LaBeouf and the Buff. He was he was laboofing some some booze up his yes up his labung hole. Okay, we uh, <laughs> we've gone too far with the Shia LaBeouf. Well, I mean, this is your idea. <laughs> yes, I don't know what to say. Well, that's the great thing about podcasts is it's not synchronous, so we can. When I was a kid, I had a tape recorder and I'd hold the microphone up to somebody and they'd say, "I I, I don't know what to say." So we were talking about the sounds of our own voice. Oh, man, I hate the sound of my own voice. I sound I so, like, nasally and like a loser. <laughs> I, I, Everyone I've talked to has said the same thing. Well, you don't hear your own voice the same in your own head. But everyone else does, and if they don't, you know, I mean, like... Well, then I hear my voice, and I think to myself, do my friends mind that sound? Really? I think I sound way cooler than when I hear myself. I'm like, oh my God, how do people put up with this guy? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sucks for you, the listener. You have to listen to both our voices as right. it sounds in the real world. You, you don't have the, the joy of being inside one of our heads. <laughs> so I know that you probably, everybody's listening, you might have a voice story of your own. If so, I'd say send cards and letters, but that was the old days. 
tweet Gar Montabano and tell him how goofy yeah. your voice sounds. <laughs> He won't read it, but it'll make you feel good. (laughs) And that's another thing. Why do you comment? What is the point of commenting? To weigh in? Like, oh, good. John Smith weighed in on this. I'm so glad. Hamill Burris has a great bit where he's talking about the comments on porn sites. Like, you're looking at porn. Like, why are you doing on porn sites? Yeah, exactly. You're jacking off. You're like, oh, I need to comment. Like, oh, I would definitely fuck this bitch. Yes. Oh, good. Somebody. Oh, oh, yeah. Somebody on my side. (laughs) And then some of them have like, you know, where you can like a river and then like this concept of likes. It's like, okay, who's who's commenting? (laughs) But who's going down there and being like, oh, let me see what the the, the, the in-depth commentary (laughs) on this is. Oh, let me like. That was a good one. (laughs) That was a good (laughs) one. But it go it's it's not just porn, it's also Facebook or any social media site. It's like why why do you have to weigh in? Is People just love to hear themselves talk. They think that they have something very important Somebody to say. Somebody goes on vacation in Italy. Oh, I, I went on vacation. Me too. You know? I went on vacation one time. It wasn't to Italy, it was to Ohio, but you know it was the same idea. Well, it doesn't matter if they went to Italy, too. It doesn't matter. Why Why would I? Okay, you went on vacation, too. Good. That's great. Good for you. Well, but the person posting their original thing, like, also is engaging in the, like, why do people care? You know? It's just like, oh, here's this thing I did. That's what social media is. It's just like, hey, give me a pat on the back because I did a thing. I wrote a song about it called Who Cares What You Think that you can find on my band camp. Gar Montalbano band camp. That's Gar with two R's. Yeah, and it's on the uh, From Thin Air album, and it's called Who Cares What You Think, which is sort of about that. Except I actually had a physical friend that thought that I cared what he thought. He thought he cared, everybody cared what he thought, which is kind of ignorance is bliss. I mean, it, he went about his business and confident him. that everybody agreed with him, and really, he can die a happy man. Well, you know, I mean, good for him. Yeah. Well, don't we all do that? I mean, and you kind of have to do that to a certain extent. I mean, you can't be a nothing. You have to say, yeah, this is what I do. I mean, you have to believe in yourself some. Right. But that's, I think, different. Believing in yourself is different than just... Well, part of that is believing that your friends care about you. Mm Mm-hmm. And social media is the illusion of friends. I'm very lucky, too. I have some very good friends, Eric included. Oh, yes. Thank you. And and, and you likewise, Gar. You know, I thank count you. you as one of my dear friends. That's thank why we're doing this That's why we're silly doing this. podcast together. We're going to see if it works. So we've talked about LaBeouf, dick pics. Now we go on to... Weird people we know <laughs> are making a scene in the grocery store, maybe. You know what's a good thing to do in the grocery store is if you're with somebody, go to the aisle where they have the big packs of toilet paper and then hold it up and yell to them. Hopefully they're on the other side of the store and say, I don't care what you think. Toilet paper is not a waste of money. <laughs> Another good thing to do is if you're going to a changing room at a store or something, Pop your head out the door and say, hey, this one's out of toilet paper. <laughs> Gar loves making a scene in public places. It's, we'll go to the grocery store yeah. ahead of uh, our, the, these sessions to get some supplies. And he loves making noises or like saying just random things. What are some of your favorites Well, in that vein? It's really great to walk into a crowded room and just make a sound that they wouldn't have any reason to hear otherwise. 
like cluck. That might be too distorted. I'll try it here. Cluck. And what's funny is nobody really turns around or they continue about like nothing happened. Or if they, and I know they all heard it and I know they're thinking, okay, that sounds like a crazy person behind me. I'm not going to do anything. So I don't want him to make that cluck sound again. Uh, and I figure that's, uh, I figure that's what's going. And then and that's funny to me that I make my little jokes. <laughs> Gar gets as jolly as making people feel uncomfortable. Well, no, it's we all have a reality that we exist in that's our own. And sometimes when that reality is jostled, and a lot of times it's jostled by things that aren't so nice, you know, like somebody dying or breaking up with a loved one or that kind of thing, and that jostles people. But it's better to jostle it with joy or with levity. Insanity. In, a little insanity. Um, every now and then. And it's kind of a be here now. Be here now. This person just made a cluck sound. Well, there's definitely something to be said for living in the moment. I agree. And that's one thing that's nice about you sometimes, Gar, is that you, you pay attention to these little moments and you make these little moments. You know, And that's really, I'm always telling Gar, that's really all that life is, is just you know, a, a collection of little moments and interactions and stuff, you know, that's the fun. The, the life is meaningless and it sucks. And then you make some meaning out of little things that you like, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. There's one goal in life and that's to be happy. Nothing else. And, uh, you know, my, uh, my mom's boyfriend would say, you know, there's a lot of power in the fact that we have some amount of say in our own happiness, you know? That's a scary thing, but they can also be, you can also look at that as an empowering thing. I'd even say we have all the say in our happiness. Well, I mean, some, there's some amount of external events that can affect that, you know, like something bad happens or something good happens. And, and then it becomes about how we react or how we we assimilate that or, you know, well, that's, process that's, that. That's true. We do have control over how we react to things. I've had a lot of practice with that, with not reacting when I... You know, my immediate feeling is to react, and whoever's doing something, get them back. You know, or but if you ever watch two people argue, neither of them is listening to each other. It's not like they go, "Oh, you make a good point," and stop arguing. I mean, maybe they do, but but it's not while it's at the height of passion where they're yelling and verbalizing. Well, that's why they should be having their arguments on the comment section of YouTube, so they can like each other's things and then comment on it. <laughs> Maybe that's what the point of comments are. Yeah, these little, um, that would otherwise be altercations. So, yeah, maybe that serves a good purpose. You know, you're a bloated ass, you know, and I must say that I've made comments to people similar to that, not maybe bloated ass, but, you know, name-calling in general is kind of silly because it doesn't really, doesn't define anything, really. Feels good, though. It doesn't describe the moment. Yeah, and sometimes it feels good to call somebody an idiot. I like getting creative with it. Yes, creatively, it's fun. Yes. Monkey is my favorite. Yeah, I remember I had a friend in high school who was thought that like swearing was overrated. Uh, well, I mean, he, we, we didn't go to high school together. It doesn't matter. Um, and he was like, said to me like, oh, would you feel more insulted if someone said, oh, you're a blithering idiot with no, you know, sense of self or you're a fucking asshole and I was like I don't know probably the second one <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I, I think I would say that too <laughs> uh, 
That's good. Well, whatever the, that may not have been the example. Whatever his example of like a more hard hitting thing, I was like, okay, well, I know that's not true. So I just, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, oh, whatever. They don't, they don't know me. Right. Right. Whereas the guy who calls me an asshole is just trying to like, is just trying to, you know, say yes. something injurious. Right. If somebody calls you an asshole and they don't know your, hey, you don't know my history. I uh, give to charity and I, uh, nice to my friends. Also, if someone calls me an asshole, jokes on them, I am an asshole. So, you know, who, who are you, buddy? But aren't we all those things where an asshole sometimes to some people? I think so. I, I think I know there's a lot of people who think I'm an asshole. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people that don't think I'm an asshole. Um, and then, but, but, but the, what really counts is the in between. Because and I think that's who we are as humans. We're all assholes. We're all benevolent souls. We have love. Sometimes we have hate, but hate, of course, we know that's detrimental to our health. It's bad for us. It puts too much stress on our nervous system. Hate is not really necessary. Hate is a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of work. That's what it is. Yes, it takes up a lot of a lot of mental real estate. Yes. emotional real estate and people who don't have a lot to spare are usually the ones that hate maybe because they figure that's what they could go to well it's an outlet for them i think yeah, a lot yeah. of the time you know it, it helps distract them from the real stuff you know they, they can funnel that rage they have about their shitty job or their you know having a hard time making ends meet in terms of like putting food on the table and filling the medicine cabinet and they're like oh yeah well you know uh, the black people, though, I hate them, you know, <laughs> oh, the gay people or whatever, whoever it is they hate, you know, oh, women, you know, <laughs> ah, the broads, the broads. I love I love the word broad. We, we need to bring that word back. I, I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so much more satisfying than bitches. Yes, that broad. That broad. <laughs> uh, there was this broad came in and, you know, what do we have for men? Uh, no, we have lots for men. We have lots. Prick, prick. That's yeah. a good one. Dick, asshole is mostly used of men. I feel like can be used for either, but jerk tends to be used of men. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's some good ones. Yeah, yeah. Prick is good. Prick is good. Because <laughs> it's you know it's vaguely sexual as well, so you know it ticks it ticks a few boxes. Yeah. Well, isn't that funny? That's always what we go to when we think of insults. Well, it's because they're inflammatory. They're inflammatory, but they involve the most basic thing, which is survival and then sex, you know, sex. reproduction. Well, there's sex. There's, you know, there's things related to religion. There's things related to taboo. But there's sex always that don't do this or don't do that. Right. I just mean in terms of, like, swear words and things like that. You know, you got things like goddamn, where it's like, okay, that's a, that's a religious thing. Yeah, that's and, true. And then you got, like, you know shit which is like you know that oh poop, poop is bad yeah and then you got like fuck and bastard and stuff like that that's related to sex yeah yeah bastard like a bastard oh your parents weren't married and like jesus doesn't like that i guess and that depends on if it, so that depends on if it matters to you it's like yeah so what you know <laughs> yeah Man, my parents weren't married, but they've been together for 18 years. I mean, all insults kind of depend on whether it matters to you or not. Yes, uh, really, yes. It's up to you to say what kind of day it is. Yep. Well, and that goes back to what we were saying earlier, where you have the control in the situation of, of how you respond to things. Yes. Well, there's also this notion that if I don't respond, 
then I'm letting them get away with it, or I'm I'm making it okay for their their for their behavior. Um, but I think there's a way to do it, which is to state calmly and most centeredly your grief or your grievance grievance well wouldn't be a grievance if somebody's accusing you of something or your defense Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be defensive it could be this is this is who i am da 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 well it's kind of depends on who's insulting you if it's just some random guy that you didn't know before and you're never going to see again who cares what he thinks? Let him get the win. I've been on the street a couple of times and somebody said, fuck you. For whatever reason, it was maybe not related. <laughs> and I would go, <laughs> hi. <laughs> One time I was traveling down Laurel Canyon and when it reaches, I was going toward the valley from Hollywood, and I was at the top, which is at Mullen Drive, making my way down, and it winds around and winds around till it gets to Ventura Boulevard. And as I'm winding through, I could see in my rearview mirror this guy that's just snaking through traffic, all the traffic that was behind me, and he was heading heading my way, and he gets to my bumper and just misses my bumper by no i don't know i would it looked like inches but hard to say because rearview mirror and or side mirror and he passed me and then he's continued his swerving and swaying all the way down to ventura boulevard well we get down to ventura boulevard and it's a red light and i wanted to turn left from laurel canyon and so i'm in the left turn lane and he stopped at the same light in the far right turn lane, except he, he wasn't going to go right. He was going to snake in front of the traffic in front of him. <laughs> and at the time, I had a, not a hard top, a convertible. <laughs> I had a convertible, and the top was down. And so I started yelling at him, hey, hey. And he rolls down his... You know, in the old days, there were roll-down windows. And so when people rolled down their window, they really made a fierce gesture to get that... So if he could have done that, he would have. But it's it was, of course, electric window he had. And so he rolled down his window, and he's looking at me. And I said, hey, I'm going to tell your mom that you're driving all crazy. <laughs> And he looked at me. It was ready to. He was ready for the swear words. I could see them forming around his lips, and he's looking at me in anger. But he's meanwhile trying to process what I just said to him. So I said it again. I'm gonna tell your mother you're driving all crazy. And he looked at me, and the wheels went around in his head, and I could see, and he didn't know what to say, so he just turned his head and rolled up the window the light turned green of course he snaked through traffic but i'm wondering if he carried that with him through his journey home and he was probably i don't know 20 years old i'd say so there's a good chance oh i was an old this was only a few years ago okay i'm thinking he drove on his way home he's thinking how did he know my mom And is he a friend of my mom's? And if he lived with his mom or not, it doesn't matter. (laughs) No, he was definitely thinking that you knew his mom or like was definitely questioning that. I think so. Yeah. Brilliant. So I, I, 
I let him go with a little gift rather than if if I'd just gone, hey, fuck you, you drive crazy, you know, and he would be mad and we would, I would be mad. Neither of us would walk away without having stress. I mean, he probably wouldn't even be mad. He'd probably be like, yeah, that's right. Because he, yeah, knows, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just mad because I'm so slick over yeah. here. <laughs> I'll just send a dick pic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'll show him how many girls will like my penis. <laughs> but you defanged his, his thing of being an alpha male by being like, oh, I'm going to tell your mom. You made him sound like a little boy. <laughs> little boy that he is oh man that's another thing you know it's funny to me so you know i spent time in the northeast i spent time in the time in the south in the south they don't really horn a lot they don't really honk a lot because you know they're polite outwardly and then like mean in in other ways uh and then the northeast they'll fucking just just honk you know for anything you know like and yell and it's great and then out here in in socal they also are really weak on the uh, on the horning, you know. They don't honk too much, and I'm always like, you know, I'll see some guy do the do the craziest shit in traffic, and then no one's honking at him, and I'm like, what's what's wrong with you guys? You know, you gotta get a better honking. Yeah, honking. Anyway, the honk culture here you could do with some honk improvement. Honk culture. That's a good name for a band. Yeah, honk culture. That, if you're that looking could... for a name band name, there you go. Honk yeah. culture. If we were if we were doing a podcast about traffic or something, we, we could, could be make one honk word cul- to honk culture. Honk culture. Two, two K's. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Oh, people would really think you you know something they don't. Yeah. Some sort of like punky kraut rock band. Honk culture. Honk culture. Uh, I think I've told you this before, but you know. The Dutch like baseball, and we're not going to talk about baseball, but uh, but the Dutch word for bass in that sense is honk, so they call it honkball, H-O-N-K-B-A-L. Oh, I like that. Yeah, honkball. Isn't that great? That's, there's no that's, bit there. It's that's, just, that's no, great. It's like a dick pic. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dick pic, the, the, the honkball. Yeah. <laughs> Reeling for, the, for this. What were you oh, looking for? There, there it the, is. The magic flute. The magic flute. The... Uh, <laughs> H.R. Puffin stuff, he had a flute. Yes. And I don't know what he called him. He called him something, but the flute talked and was kind of creepy. My mom watched H.R. Puffin stuff as a kid. Yes, she did. And she didn't get the, like, trippiness of the show. Because, you know, she was a kid and they didn't have a lot of, like, you know, kids' shows or whatever. So she was just like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, H.R. Puffin stuff, great stuff. And then, like, years later when people would be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, drugs or whatever. And she was like, oh, I never... H.R. Puffin stuff. It's some wholesome <laughs> shit. And then well, she would tell you know, she would tell me that, you know, and we'd watch H.R. Puffin stuff together and I'd be like, man, this is some this is some some puffed magic dragon shit. Well, the the crazy part is it was two brothers, Sid and Marty Sid and Marty Croft, Croft yeah. <clears throat> one was the businessman mm-hmm. and one was the creative and I do I don't know which one I was. I get which. them confused. And he was he was just loony, like very artistic and everything was about his vision and all that stuff and i don't think there were any mushrooms involved i think he was just naturally that way or at least if he was doing mushrooms he would have hidden it during those days it was a different time but it was part of the ethos of the time like whether whether let's say sid croft was doing lsd or or not it fit into that 60s ethos it did and the show came out in the early seven, like seventy. Yeah, yeah. But and, it was, it was, yeah, and there 70, was this seventy-one. 
there was this trail off in you know the trailing off gets to the kid culture last i guess you know you get the brady's doing the having their own band and the partridge family and yeah it was all from there so it sort of makes sense that you would have this dogging dragon and this kid with a flute in his mm-hmm. pocket figure the sea serpent uh no, there was Cecil the Sea Serpent. No, that's from Beanie and Cecil. Beanie and Cecil, yeah, yes. yeah. But in 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 Asia Province stuff, there was Sigurd, the Sea Serpent. Oh, uh, oh no, that was uh, that was another Sid and Marty Croft show. Uh, was it Sigurd and uh, some of you know what it was? He did. They did several of them. Um, then there was a Bugaloo's. Uh huh. Had a very cute girl in the Bugaloo's band. Everybody was trying to combine bands with fun cartoon stuff. Yeah, which mostly didn't work. But, well, sure. I mean, the monkeys, you know, I guess. Yeah, the monkeys, yeah. You ever watch um, Yo Gabba Gabba? Yes. Yeah, that's um, that's MC Bat Commander from the the Aquabats. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, was, I really liked the Aquabats when I was in high school because they were a nerdy, weird... I like the Aquabats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goofy ska band from SoCal yes. somewhere. They're from the Valley, right? Somewhere. I don't know where they're from. They're from somewhere in... SoCal. Yeah, somewhere in SoCal. Somewhere, I think, in the county, but yeah. Well, for all we know, it could be Orange County. I don't think so, but could be. I'd have to check. I, I, I At some point, you know. You know old Travis Barker from Blink-182 and um, Plus 44 was... Uh, a raging alcoholic. Oh, uh, was he? I don't know. But, no, but, he, but, he, but he, was, uh, he was the second drummer in the Aquabats. He was the uh, Baron Von Tito or something like that on their second album, which is one of their best albums. Uh, and he's, he, he, he didn't mind dressing up like a goofball and just playing good drum lines. You know, he, he liked it. They had great outfits. Yeah, they did. Oh, my God. Yeah, they had some weird outfits. You know? Everything worked really well. It did. It was, it was a weird band, yeah. If only we'd known. Yeah, well, I mean, I was, I was young when they were first coming around well, but they I remember. remind me of they might be giants which is your favorite band <laughs> not my favorite band but i do love they might be giants you're gonna we're gonna go see them on the 14th yeah gar and i are gonna go see them on the 14th we're gonna see what they do yeah we're gonna see how they're, they're playing their third album which is my favorite live twice i don't know what that's gonna once in the afternoon <laughs> no it's in the evening no they're gonna play they're gonna play through it twice uh, probably one time straight through and one time Silvide. Alphabetical order, or reverse order, or some you know some weird. They might be giants idea. I don't yeah, know. it'll be fun. It will be fun. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, the Aquabats and they might be giants do remind me of each other a little bit. They're, they they appeal to I think a similar crowd. Yes, you know the 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 nerdy crowd. Mm-hmm. College radio. Yeah. Well. Anyway. So we got off the topic of Shia LaBeouf's penis. <laughs> yes. Uh, huh. What were we talking about that got us off on the Aquabats? Aquabats. And, and horning at people. What are you? We were talking about honking and, oh, and driving. Oh, honking horns, yeah. Yeah, yeah, honking. Honking horns of mating dance. Yeah. That's from my song, Buttons to Press. Also on the band, yeah. Also on the um, Thin Air album, or is that on? Uh, it's on um, Universal Star Market. Universal Star Market. Yeah. Yes. 
So, Gar, what are what are we drinking today? What we're drinking right now? Russian, white Russian. Yeah, white Russian. Gar Gar's got a good ratio that he he does. You do the uh, you do the cream, not the the, the whole milk. Half and half. half. Sorry, half and half. Uh, that's yes. what I meant. Yes. Yeah. I think it works the stomach. It coats the stomach. You know, it's a uh, it's a high fat content. You know, I think it works well. I've never had to worry about my diet, my fat intake. It's just how my body works. Likewise, you, I, you too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I always had Eric a relatively. Too. I mean, I didn't eat. Uh, I didn't eat a lot of. Uh, I wasn't a big eater growing up, but if I did eat a lot, like I had a relatively fast metabolism, so I didn't have to worry about that sort of thing. So I remember as a kid. I would drink, this is boring, uh, I, I would drink uh, 2% milk because that's just what I would get at like, the school cafeteria. And then sometime in middle school, I was like, oh man, you know, fat, I don't want too much fat. I'm going to switch to skim milk. And then when I was like in college or something, I was like, what am I talking about? I weigh like 110 pounds or 120 or something like that. You know, uh, I'm just going to get whole milk and have some nice cow fat in my diet. And so then I just switched over to whole milk. And it's way better. That's the way, that, you know, if you don't have to worry about fat, that's the way to go. You know, just, just drink the whole milk. Yes. And then the fat you're getting is is probably healthier than whatever fat you're trying to cut out of some of the processed foods you're eating. You know. It there you go. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a nutritionist. Don't. don't so Eric is a vegetarian he's not a vegan i'm not a vegan the vegans are probably right but you know i like milk and cheese and butter you're a big fan of cheese i love cheese i like eggs so i um i don't know the dairy industry is definitely rough i feel like the i feel like the chicken industry doesn't have to be as rough as the because you know with cows we're not gonna get off on this but with, with cows you know you have to like keep them impregnated and then like what are you gonna do with those calves you, you either have to like you know it's it's not sustainable you have to like kill the calves and you know like i mean it, well it, no it, doubt it's very cruel it, it, that's cruel i feel like with like chickens just lay eggs anyway you know i'm sure the vegans will write in uh and and tell me why 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 it's terrible but other than like culling the roosters or whatever i feel like it's not as as long as they can roam free yeah, well, yes, the battery, and that's the problem with capitalism, is that, you know, like, a chicken farmer doesn't want to, like, bully his chickens, but it's cheaper right. to have way more chickens, way more hens in this small space. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so I absolutely, free, free range is better for that regard. You know, and the only way to stop that is just not to... Eat it? <laughs> well, I mean, I think the way to stop that is is is... You know, ultimately a governmental thing. As a society, we decide, okay, well, we think that that's not okay, and then we just don't allow that, right? I mean, like, like, like we can decide, oh, you and I aren't going to eat that, and then other people are like, oh, hey, okay. here's eggs, yeah. you know, yeah. and then buy it. That's right. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. And nobody thinks about it when they buy their eggs. Yeah. Well, and it's really hard to, like, hurt companies. I had this, remember when the Deepwater Horizon spill happened? Mm -hmm. And so that was that was BP, mm -hmm. uh, right? I think so. Yeah, I think it was, it was BP. Uh, and so I was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to buy any BP gas now. But then I was looking into it, and I was like, okay, well, like, BP doesn't even, like, make the proceeds from the, yeah, that's right. you know, it's just the same name. And it was like, okay, well, then how do I hurt BP? And then I was like, oh, okay, I, I can't. Oh, yeah. great. So so I was like, well, I'm not going to boycott BP stations because I don't want to, like, dick over, like, that guy who owns that gas station. Like, it's not his fault. He didn't do anything. Well, He's they just know buying... that. They know that as they, a company. Exactly. They know they're going to be, there's going to be people like you. That'll get it anyway, and it doesn't matter. 
And that's why global warming doesn't get solved because they know people will want it no, to but see get that, gasoline. Yes, but that's not what I'm saying. Is that, like, Even the people who didn't get it for that reason, it doesn't hurt BP because BP is not specifically selling only right. to the BP stations. You're just hurting that BP station. So it's hard for an average consumer to make an effect on a big multinational corporation and like that's obvious like like you know that's one of those things where like i didn't even need to say that that that's clearly the case but it got set up that way during the reagan years it did it did i mean part of that's just kind of the problem just with corporations in general but yes i mean that certainly exacerbated things yeah what happened to breaking up monopolies we were talking about we we're talking about bell. bell ma bell and all the baby ma bells bell. baby bell cheese and when they were broken up, it, it allowed for video, for person-to-person video, which we take for granted now. But it was this big thing that they were going to install these sets in people's houses with cameras. And it was a big, awkward thing. And they were trying to work out the how they were going to send the signal through the lines. Then they didn't have satellites doing that. When they were broken up, they had no way of knowing where technology was going to go. But some would contend that that technology happened because Ma Bell was broken up. Satellite technology or what? Well, a lot of things. There was fiber optics. Yeah. And then there were satellites. Yeah. Then the internet. And then you can make an internet call. The, the big thing years ago was you can make an international call and not have to pay an international fee for that mm-hmm. via the internet. problem at that time was the quality was really bad and the reception was really bad. Absolutely. But now the stuff we take for granted, it's... it. Yeah. It took some time. I think a lot of those things probably were going to happen whether we broke up bell monopoly or not you know like like set like we already had satellites the internet was coming these are things funnily enough they would have had natural competition or maybe not maybe or maybe not but those things those innovations were happening anyway because they were the result really of government investment right the government invested in arpanet and getting the the internet set up and the government was putting out satellites because they wanted to spy on the russians and you know they wanted to put stuff in space so that was going to happen either way. And Bell, if Bell hadn't been broken up, Bell probably would have been at the forefront of it, Ma Bell. Uh, and if not, then someone else would have, and they would have taken their place, and that would have been good competition. But, you know, it's hard to know. Yeah. Yeah, IBM or somebody, you know, I don't know. And so here we are. Here we are, yeah. In the and modern age where you don't know who's screwing you over. Well, Yeah. Plus the uh, DNA collection agencies. Oh yeah, yeah. We watched uh, a little bit of that. Or did we watch all of it? That documentary about DNA evidence. Like what? You know, what's to stop a company from being bought by another company, and that new company says, "Hey, let's use all this DNA information a different way." Well, that gets a little bit into contract law, right? If a, if a company buys another company. And the company has pre-existing agreements with its people, you know, its users, quote unquote. We call them users, but really you're the product. Mm-hmm. Um, then that gets into some heady stuff as to, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not a legal expert. I'd have to get, you know, some people who, yeah, I, I don't know. But I don't think they can just be like, okay, well, those contracts are all void, but we do still keep our end of the contract or whatever. I don't think you can just yes. wipe away like that. I think it's more complicated. I don't know, though. Well, uh, 
current example would be Elon Musk. Yeah. What, what, what about him? Well, he's under the gun, or people want him under the gun of the FCC. Um, uh, he should be. Things like Twitter probably should be regulated under the FCC. Should be reg- absolutely. And, uh, or at least, you know, American. See, that's a problem. A problem and a good thing. Sorry, I'm cutting you off, Gar. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll seed real quick. But uh, is it like Twitter is international? You know, anything like that is. And so, like, the FCC, like, monitors, like, American communications, yeah. American to American, you know, local radio stations yeah. and television networks and whatever. But with Twitter, it's like, okay, Elon Musk or Jimmy McGill or or, or, or Kevin Jones makes a tweet, and it's seen by Americans and it's also seen by not Americans. And yeah. then, like, you know, uh, Liam in the UK makes a tweet, and it's seen by Americans, but he's not an American. So, like a lot of the regulations kind of go out the window because the yeah. it, it, it's different. And how do you regulate that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's probably theoretically some shit that the UN should be involved in, but the UN has no teeth. China is trying to do that. They're trying to restrict the populace, the internet. Well, yeah, they control allegedly and intentionally what kinds of stuff their people can access. Yes. Now, of course, you can get around that because it's the goddamn internet well and that's sort of the point it's like it's really a fool's game for them to do that but they're doing it and they're acting on it it has some effect you know like I mean you have to go out of your way to like access this other stuff and maybe you get in trouble I don't know I don't know what the deal is in China but you know I, I don't keep close tabs on the CCP but you know I'm sure you get in some sort of trouble if you well, we live in a much more inflated world. A flatter world, that one guy would say. Yeah. You know, we, we flattened it. Inflated, flattened world, yes. we Inflated, flattened, flattened world. world, the name of uh, your next uh, mixtape. Yes. <laughs> Inflated, flattened world. Yeah. Uh, current events, you've been uh, follow. I, you know, I haven't been following as much domestic policy, but I know you keep in touch with that a little bit more than me lately. Anything happening recently? Uh, one of the most important and well-funded Supreme Court, state Supreme Court elections just got won by the Democrat. In Tennessee. Uh, oh, Tennessee. Interesting. Yeah, it was a... Well, what makes it so important is it now puts back Democratic power in that state. Yeah. Um, which it hasn't had for 15 years. And the two issues... Well, and when it had Democratic power, it was blue dog kind of shit. The two issues that are going to be tackled are abortion, because there's a, a law from the 1800s in that state basically making it illegal to have an abortion. So that's going to be on that's on the table. And then the other thing is, um, oh, I, <laughs> why am I drawing a blank? Um, come on, help me, everybody. Uh, uh, I just had the biggest brain. Fire. Another hot button issue of some sort of that same state. The other issue for them is uh, so not abortion. abortion, but I don't know. Oh, gerrymandering. Oh, gerrymandering, yeah. Uh, gerrymandering. They've gerrymandered that, the shit out of that state so that Republicans can only win in that state. They, 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 in the most recent census, they split up the, I want to say it was Tennessee 5, the district that was Nashville. They, they chopped it yeah. 
in such a way that what is was a solidly blue district would now be into two relatively solidly red districts. Yeah. Which is a joke. And everyone knows it's unfair, yet it's the law. Yeah. Well, if no one's going to tell you you can't do it, then yeah, of course do you're going to do it. And why wouldn't you? You'd be foolish not to. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that was... I remember when that happened. That was pretty upsetting. Yeah. So now that I think there's only one blue district. Was it Santorum? Was he the guy in Wisconsin? No, no Santorum is, uh, is Pennsylvania. And I said Tennessee. It's Wisconsin. Oh, okay, okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was going to say Tennessee. Yeah, it's Wisconsin. Yeah, I was like, Tennessee's not going to get a, a Democratic All Supreme right, Court we'll person, go, but I was confused. We'll nah, nah, we'll leave it in. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. So that's not Santorum. That's... um. Oh, what's his name? In the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. But Santorum is is Pennsylvania, so it's not him anyway. That's correct. I know who you're talking about. I can picture his face, but I can't think of his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a dick pic. Yeah, it's a dick pic. He's sending it out. He's sending a picture of his face, and he's like, that's a dick pic. There are quite a few faces that look like that. Yeah. You think like an unhatched chicken. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, so it was it was uh, abortion, and what was the other thing? Gerrymandering. Oh, yeah, gerrymandering, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did the same thing, what you were saying they did in Tennessee, they did yeah. in Wisconsin. Yeah, well, they've done it in a lot of states. I mean, most states are pretty heavily gerrymandered. Yeah, and it's funny because it makes it look like the Republicans are really powerful, and they're a minority party. Well, if you look at a map, they look really powerful, too, just because, yes. you know. The populace lots- of those states is nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why they're so big, and that's why those districts are so big, is because there's not a lot of people in them. You know, if you look at a state, there'll be a bunch of big red districts and some yeah. little tiny blue districts, but those little tiny blue districts have, you know, add up to more population than the red ones, depending on the state. But, you know, let's say, for example. Right. Concentration. Yeah. It's well, not based on concentration. It's based on territory. Right. But, you know, fortunately, territory doesn't matter. It's the number of votes. Well, yeah, one would think. Well, I mean, that is true in, in terms of that sort of thing, in terms of electoral politics. You know, everyone's vote for governor is ostensibly the same unless you're in a state where they're blocking black people from voting or whatever, taking them off the voter rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe blocking access to people who've served their sentence. They got away with that crime with, what's her, Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, yes. That well, was a crime, what they did. Yeah. Uh, all, um, I'm, not being, I'm not being, like, hyperbolic about it. No, no. It, 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 was, it, a, it was an actual breaking the rules. Yeah, it is absolutely corruption. Uh, all, all, what's his name? Um, the, the, the governor there. Uh, uh, I can't believe I'm blaming we're, this. We're both having, a, yes. Yeah, uh. Not Kent. It's something like that. Is his last name? Um, here, let's just do. Here's what I do. Yeah, yeah. Just Google on your you phone. Siri, going here? No. Uh, yeah, no, I don't do this. Let's just do a Siri while we're here. Yeah, yeah. Grab your phone and look it up. Kemp. Kemp. Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp. Yes. Yeah. Was the Secretary of State during the election? The Secretary of State oversees election stuff, and so he he purged a bunch of people off the voter rolls. Yeah. And he just did do that. Yes. He yeah. did. And and it was still relatively close, despite him doing that. So you know, Stacey Abrams would have won otherwise. She would have won. She would have won. And you know, Stacey Abrams, to her credit or maybe to her discredit, you know, however you think about it, took it in the stride and then just became a big organizer. You know, she became more powerful actually. In it, well, in some areas. in some respects, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Well, and she gave the Republican counterpoint to the State of the Union or whatever, whatever year that was, 2019 or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Don't quote me. 2020. Unless I'm right, in which case, quote me. Yeah, Stacey Abrams, everybody. Yes. Now, whatever you do, do not think about Trump pooping. He had so many... Don't picture that in your head. Don't even think about that. Think about how often Donald Trump was naked in the White House. Just wandering around. You know, maybe he had some toilet paper stuck Stuck. to his foot. Yes. You know, not doing calisthenics. No. Yeah, yeah. Definitely don't think about that. Don't think about it. (laughs) Whatever you do... Don't Remember, think of, don't think about Donald Trump <laughs> pooping. Yeah. <laughs> it's the old don't think of an elephant yes. idea. Well, it's an interesting little thing about how our brains work. We work through association. So whatever is named is what you then, your brain pictures. Can of soup, you know. You know what it looks like. Camel soup. Eddie Warhol. I was about to say. Yes. <laughs> See, there you go from there. Make a make a chain. Of, he was from Pittsburgh, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think I, he was. Uh, we both could be wrong on that. No, I think he was from Pittsburgh. He was definitely from somewhere in Pennsylvania. I think Pittsburgh. He liked to hang out with the Velvet Underground. He did, Nico. Nico. Case. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Lou Reed. Lou Reed. I like Lou Reed. You like I, Lou Reed? I, like Lou Reed, yes. Yeah, I liked, uh, he had some good solo work. It, yeah. He was a bisexual guy, and he got uh, he got treated with electroshock therapy, because that's what they did for that. Did back. he really do he, that? He, he did. That, wow. Yeah, that's what they did. And that was back in the pioneer days of that, so you know they really strapped him down, put some leather in his mouth, and zapped him to psych away the, the bad thoughts or whatever. And what they did was they created the Velvet Underground. They sure did. That would be like the tag for them, the Velvet Underground. Velvet Underground. A chick drummer. I always appreciate chicks in, in rock bands because, you know, they're underrepresented. Broads. Yeah, broads. Yeah. Uh, Maureen. What's her name? Maureen. Stapleton. Yeah, yeah Mo. whatever. I'm blanking on her name. Whatever you do. <laughs> and uh, John Cale and Don't Lou Reed. Maureen Stapleton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Maureen something. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, Montgomery. chick drummer. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Velvet Underground. That that first record was real good with the banana. It is the banana. Yeah, and then, then the old. Try and think of it any other way. And the old school LP was like a peel and stick, uh, like like a window sticker kind of thing. It was. Where you, you know, like where you stick it on glass or whatever. Anyway, you peel it off, and there's a banana underneath. It's like a pink banana underneath a yellow banana peel. I displayed it proudly in my window. I taped it to my dong and then wandered around. And then took a pic. That's right. I sent it to to all the girls, and then they said, "Ew," and I said, "Oh." charlatans she wasn't yeah yeah <laughs> they're just jealous they wish they could tape a banana to their their clitoris banana banana yeah all right so are we going long enough i think so let's record the we've, outro we've taken it to the limit one more time all right guys so we're well, saying goodbye. all right guys we're thanks calling for ourselves shooting, shooting the shindig, shindig. I'm Gar, and this is Eric. Yo. Gar, do you have anything you want to plug? 
Garstudios.com. That's right. And just type in Gar. That's Gar with two R's. Gar Montalbano. And you'll find him. You know, Bandcamp, YouTube, wherever. All right. And I'm uh, I'm Eric. And uh, you guys keep it up. That That's a good end of line. Thank you for listening. I dig, I dig, I